Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. All right, welcome back to the Do Divorce Right podcast. Today, I'm absolutely delighted that Crystal accepted my invitation to come on the podcast. Crystal has set up her own consultancy called Child Support Consultants. And as you can imagine, it does what it says on the tin. (laughs) They consult with people to help you navigate your child support challenges. Now, Crystal, thank you so much for coming and sharing some time with us. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Could you tell us a little bit about your your background? Obviously, you had a big career in the child support arena before deciding to go and set up your own consultancy. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. What led you, first of all, into that career in the first place? What drew you there? And then what drew you out of it to become a consultant to help people? Yeah, sure. Well, originally... I wasn't really drawn there. I kind of just came upon it um, when I have three kids of my own um, and they were quite little at the time. Actually, I was pregnant with my third child um, at the time when I started working there. Um, So I was trying to find something um, that I found interesting, but also that was flexible. It was more about me being able to, I guess, um, raise my kids, have, have that flexibility of um, being able to have be a, a mum and work yeah. at the same time. And and government jobs are are quite good in, in that in that respect, or, or they were back in the day. Um, and so that's what sort of led me to it in the beginning. Um, but then when I, um, I suppose, got started within it all, I just became really quite engrossed with it. I really quite found child the child sports scope and um, and everything about it, I suppose, quite interesting and, and, and how um, complex it actually is. There is a lot of aspects to the child support system um, and the other systems that are, I guess, intertwined with it along the way as well. Um, so I worked there at, within the child support department for 12 years, 12 years, um, and then decided to go out on my own and start my own consultancy where I felt that um, I could maybe help people in a different way um, yeah. and, I mean, hopefully better as well in a, in a better way, but in a completely different space where I am sit, sit outside the system where I can provide people with um, that guidance and support that um, they really need to be able to navigate and fully understand um, child support and and everything that is involved within that child support system. Okay. Now, I um, didn't divorce in Australia, which I think is quite a blessing, right? Because when I work with my clients, I work with them all over the world um, and certainly a few in Australia. But whenever it comes up about legal you know, have you got some advice on this? I have to say, I really don't because that's not my experience. So that's great. I never get muddied in that space. But help me understand, child support system in Australia, is it by different by state or is it a nationwide? 
No, it's actually nationwide. Um, okay. So there are small, I guess there's small differences um, state by state, but ultimately it is nation. It is nationwide. So um, WA were um, a bit behind in the beginning. So there were, I guess, not to go into too much detail, but they did have a few different rules in relation to certain aspects there at, at one point. Uh, but now they're on board, so it is nationwide. So the child support system does cover Australia-wide. Great. And what percentage of... in you, you may not know this statistically, but what um, percentage do you think of families who have an arrangement with child support actually go through the system and how much would be private? Um, I do have those statistics. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> handy. Yeah, there's three options. So um, when you separate, you, you you don't have to go through the system. You can self-manage your child support. So, And for most people, that would only ever be if you were amicable enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if you weren't um, in need of the um, of government support. So, so in, and what I mean by that is in relation to Centrelink, because to be entitled to your... Um, uh, I guess, full Centrelink entitlement, there is a requirement there that you register your case with Services Australia Child Support too. So there is the first option of self-management yeah. um, and then there's the next option, which is to register with Services Australia. And then from there, you have the option as to whether you um, request that they collect on your behalf the child support or whether you manage that privately. And child support will administer um, an assessment. So based on a formula, they'll administer an assessment to advise who has to pay who what mm-hmm. um, or you do have the option of um, uh, creating your own child support agreement so you can actually create your own binding child support agreement um, or limited child support agreement where you can set your own terms um, of your child support rather than following the administrative assessment that child support set for you. Okay amazing and what percentage so the question was like how much do you think is private and how much goes through the system or I would honestly, I would have to get back to you with oh, no. that because, yeah, I really, I couldn't give you a specific on that. I mean, I don't no. want to sit here and say 50-50 when it's not, um, but in saying that it is it is quite divided. It is actually quite divided because for whatever reason, some and people change um, through that process too because some people may start off with having a private arrangement and then find that that's not working and oh, that's, that's usually because someone's not paying um, and then they will ask child support take over collection for them so these can chop and change and they can change back again too so it can chop and change throughout the life or the course of their child support journey okay great so that's really helpful to know um what would you say are some of the most common challenges I mean we you just touched then on one party not paying perhaps but I'm, I'm even thinking prior to that look a lot of I'm just thinking about the listeners here. So a lot of the listeners, at least the ones that tell me they're listening and reach out and send me messages, um, most of them have already separated, but often they haven't created those longer term agreements. You know, the division of assets isn't quite finalised. Perhaps they haven't figured out their child access or the child support. So I'd love to hear from you. What do you think are some of the um, uh, opportunities or conditions how can they set great conditions to be able to approach these decisions that feel so big and they feel so final don't they so what would your suggestions be around that? exactly so there is there there's a there are there's a lot of different issues that can arise the main ones would be um 
inaccurate or incorrect assessments. So a lot of what we do here is is looking at correcting assessments so that people right. are receiving um, a fair um, and correct uh, or as correct as possible child support assessment because that is a big problem where um, the, the assessments are just not correctly reflecting people's actual circumstances. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem. Um, I think in the beginning when people first separate, I'm finding there are a lot of the clients that come to me where they're sort of at that beginning stage of separation or just gone through financial separation um, where they're kind of making decisions just to get it done, you know, because yes. they just, they just, they, you know, they're just sort of over it. They're over it because they've already been through so many processes, so many legal fees, so many um, procedures that they kind of get to a point where they just, they just they're just done they just want to move forward so they're just like decision fatigue isn't it it's like well you have to figure yeah. out am I going to live and how am I going to see them and what is that going to look like and yeah you get to the point where it's like can we be can we be finished yet yes but, yeah, yeah so people are agreeing to things that um they don't necessarily feel is correct or fair but mm. they just they just want they just they're just over it they're just done they want to move forward and so that that's a bit of an issue um and then there's the other side of things where people are thinking in the now rather than thinking down the track. So if your kids are quite young, um, and I suppose it's not such an issue if your kids are teenagers and you're sort of at the end of a child support side of things anyway, uh, but if your kids are quite young, you may have a long journey ahead of you. You might have 18 years ahead of you. And so what your circumstances are now may look very different 10, 15 years down the track. And so when you are looking at entering to, particularly when you're looking at entering to a binding child support agreement, it's really important to, I guess it's hard, but to maybe look down the track and, and have a look, think about what could possibly change in the future to so make sure that these components or these, um, you know, these terms and, and those sorts of things are, are really um, considered in your child support agreement. And I suppose that's a discussion that you would have with your lawyer. Um, but it's really important that you're looking forward. You're looking forward to the, the future before you are entering into these binding child support agreements. And also having a full understanding of, you know, not just the bind. I mean, your lawyer will give, will give you advice in relation to the legal side of things when it comes to child, binding child support agreements, but also Child Services Australia child support and the in, and I guess Services Australia in general and that agreement, the effect that could possibly have on your family tax benefit, your Centrelink payments, not just child support. Um, what happens down the track? if there's uh, changes to the care arrangements of your kids. Um, you know, there's all sorts of things you need to think about before you're signing off on a binding child support agreement, I suppose, is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. Because I guess back to your question uh, being the issues that are being raised, is, is there, there's issues around that, um, you know, yeah. yeah I heard three just there. So three of the most common challenges that you see are incorrect assessments being done, so obviously people not declaring income or assets appropriately. Is there something else in that? Incorrect. That would be the main one. Um, yeah. That would be the main one. Uh, but there are other things as well. I mean, other things that people may not be aware of that they could be potentially looking for um, or could potentially be seeking child support to consider in their assessment um, would be things like, do your kids have special needs that, that require right. additional costs? Right. Um, do your kids go to a private school that you, both parents had agreed that they would attend private schooling rather than through the public sector? Um, are there, you know, there, there are there other circumstances that okay. you need to, that you should be considering that child support um 
may look at as including in your assessment or taking into consideration in your child support assessment. Yeah, because every family is unique. We need to make yeah. sure that we get that full picture. Okay, so the first yeah. challenge is an incorrect assessment. The second is people too easily agreeing, right, yes. to, to what just feels right to make it go away and potentially being too short-term thinking. So That's that right. to be three of the most common challenges. It would be, it would be. And I guess, I guess overall confusion as to what child support is mm-hmm. um, and the effect that can have. So when you're talking about private, when we're talking about private arrangements and child support collection arrangements, what are the pros and cons of those? It's mm-hmm. not really as simple as just saying, well, we're amicable, let's just keep it private because these decisions do have flow on effects because you might feel like, okay, child support will issue a note as child support assessment, um, but you're happy doing your own thing. And that's okay. You know, that, that's fine. You can do that. But what impact does that have on Centrelink? Are you in need of that support from Centrelink? Do you know that that's impacting your child's, your Centrelink payment? Family tax benefit. And Family tax benefit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Are there other issues? You know, is there domestic violence concerns? That is that's a that is a big problem, and I, I think that that for me that's the main problem. Um, not that that is the most common problem, but to me that's the biggest problem because that has such a huge impact on families, parents, and the children ultimately Absolutely. in the day as well. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I know that probably wasn't wasn't your question, but it's an, it's something that we see a lot of, both on this side and while I was working within child support, where it there is there is an issue there with with systems abuse. Oh, it really, there really is. There are people who do use the system um, in a way to continue domestic violence, domestic and family. Um against the other party because after separation you know some people have have left a a relationship because of that reason and then after separation there are only a few ways they they may be able to continue to seek to control yeah yeah that's right and child support is one of those ways unfortunately that people do they can find ways by manipulating the system in different ways or continuously using the system to engage with the other party where they are almost forced to participate and engage in that also because if they don't they run the risk of um, not getting child support or not having a correct assessment yeah that's so interesting I wouldn't have I wouldn't have considered the insistence to re-engage as another form of that coercive control and that abuse it's not something that I've considered um I've just gone off in a whole other space now (laughs) (laughs) my mind just goes places somewhere sometimes yeah no and I think that's really that's really important why we have the support of people who can do the collections for you um I also think that's really Uh, important for us to remind women to use their agency right and do everything that they can to support themselves to build a beautiful life outside of the influence of somebody else yes a hundred percent yeah it can be the cherry on the top but it doesn't be you know it doesn't have to be that thing that you bank on every week ideally you can create a financial stability without it Um, yes absolutely absolutely but also I guess in saying that is is don't feel don't ever feel guilty about applying for child support or wanting collection of child support because I do have a lot of um you know 
women who do well they'll, they'll they'll come you know obviously for the reason that they they're not getting child support um and they want collection because he's not they're not paying and yeah. um you know they're having issues with collection but there's also that there's always that sort of undertone of like I'm not trying to be greedy or anything or they might even say look I'm really I really don't want anything from him or um I don't expect him to no, for me and it's like they're kind yeah. of just trying to justify themselves mm. as to why they should be able to have that that payment well you don't need to do that you're entitled to that and no yeah you're right that there's there's no um you know you, you don't want to rely on on someone else to financially support you after separation but your kids deserve that they yeah, do rely on that and they do yeah exactly they do have that right they do have that right to rely on that and you're doing that for your kids so don't ever think that because you know and people might say to them or you know you're lucky you're getting anything at all I'm not getting anything or you know they might be comparing themselves to other people don't don't worry about that your circumstance is very different to someone else's every like you said earlier every family every person is unique and every case is different so That's don't amazing. ever compare yourself to the person down the road or the person in that chat group or or whatever it might be um because you, you have your children have that that right to have what they are entitled to and a correct and fair assessment whatever that looks like for you and your particular circumstances yeah absolutely full stop hard yeah hard full yeah. stop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with this in mind so thinking about these most common challenges um what do you think sets the conditions as best as possible for people to be able to begin those conversations of um of, the, of a private agreement for example so what hmm. What, yeah, what conditions? What would you suggest? Somebody's coming to you. They haven't yet had the conversation with the partner. They've definitely separated. They they know that child support's required. Mm-hmm. What would your recommendations be for her to set those conditions and and set that um, conversation? Register your case first. I was I always think it's best. Not always. Again, it's case by case. But in most circumstances, I think it's best to register a case with child support so they can you at least then have an idea of what it would be. If you just have an administrative assessment in place and then you can make the decision then yourself in an informed decision about whether you think that's a fair amount based on your circumstances or whether you might feel you might feel it to it's best to consider a separate abiding child support agreement where you set your own terms and once you get to that point you need to look at about your look at your individual circumstances so what is important to you and what is important to your children Uh, and as a family as parents what what has always been um, the most important thing to you in relation to financially supporting and providing for your child moving forward Um, obviously there's the the everyday basic needs you need to be able to support your kids and put a roof over their head and food on the table and those day-to-day costs that's the most important thing but other than outside of that I mean your, your children may, may um, have a keen interest in some sort of extracurricular activity, music or, music or sport or um, education might be may, might be really important to some families where they had always spoken about going to a certain school and you know those sorts of things um, have a think about those those sorts of things um, obviously care arrangements I mean those things can change down the track too obviously as your kids get older and things like that that they might change their own minds about you know those sorts of living arrangements too um what happens then will that child support agreement will there be a role reversal will it change then at that time or will it just terminate altogether or will there be a suspension period where you'll just 
pause it for a while and then come back to it? Or, you know, what what, what happens if you lose your job? What happens if he loses his job? Um, if, is there a unemployment clause in your child support agreement? And if there is, is there underlying terms with that as well? Like, you know, if he loses leave the yeah, job as I'm not right. anymore yeah exactly. <laughs> so I got it I got out of that um it can feel quite overwhelming right if you start thinking about well what conditions do I need and what do I need to anticipate so I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify that a little bit and say those three conditions that you've just spoken about are gather your information so if you're registering the case you can get an idea of what you would be entitled to that's that's part of gathering information the second thing is defining your values or at least trying to articulate those put down in paper what has been important to us as a family you know when we decided to have children what was that going to look like did we ever talk about what schooling or where they would spend holidays and so yeah remind yourselves of what's important so your values and the third thing build in some flexibility so try to factor in that there will be changes in the future you know you can make an agreement based on what today looks like but you'll need to build in some flexibility for what may or may not come as well absolutely yes (laughs) I don't want to oversimplify but I also don't want people that was that was good that was perfect (laughs) um I wanted to ask you I've got a question question here about um yeah okay when perfect timing when do you think arrangements should be revisited altogether well well if you have a binding child support agreement you may not have that option because if you've signed off on something early on to be for the entirety of your case then that might not be an option for you you may need to go look back at getting legal advice and going back through the courts to get that change so that's why it's really important in the beginning um to get it as right as possible as you possibly can in the beginning. Um, When it comes to child support, if you're just following an an administrative assessment, then I would say just keep keep abreast of it. Make sure, because some people, I mean, you know, they don't want to think about it or um, it's not a priority to them. And you may not even realise that there's something that's not right there. And most people only realise that when something goes wrong. So they find that they just can't afford to be um, supporting the kids on their own because on the amount of child support they're receiving or if you're the paying parent maybe you're finding yourself in some sort of financial stress because you're paying too much child support and it's only then they look at their assessment and they realize this doesn't look right so when you're talking about agreements um you may it mean you may not have too much of an option if you've signed off on a binding child support agreement about revisiting that at all really um depending but in saying that um we do have quite a few cases come through here um, and the reason why I say I've got one at the moment right now where um, you know you do want to keep on top of it because if just because you have a binding child support agreement in place it doesn't mean that you don't update your information with services Australia as well because they're could be changes if you if certain changes can impact a binding child support agreement so for example if someone who was um, originally an eligible carer of a child and entitled to receive child support doesn't have the child in their care anymore then if that you know that could constitute a terminating event for your binding child support agreement and there's certain things that can impact that And, and this is a bit of an issue because when parents call child support to update information like their incomes and their care arrangements some a lot of time they're told don't worry about it you have an agreement in place it doesn't matter um and so they think that that's 
That's right. But it's not. It, it actually isn't because it impacts Centrelink as well because that underlying child support assessment is what Centrelink will use to calculate your family tax benefit, not the amount that's in your agreement. Um, so that's one component. And then also the care arrangements. If you have a care arrangement that you haven't updated, that could potentially be a terminating event for your agreement. And is, you know, these sorts of things. So it's important that you do update Services Australia, um, even if you do have a binding child support agreement in place. Okay, great. That's really mm -hmm. helpful advice. Um, goodness. And if you don't have a binding agreement in place, um, so I'm thinking about that at the moment, we're in September 2023, as we're recording this um, episode. And there's a, a lot going on about the cost of living crisis in Australia right now. And, you know, globally, there's the inflationary costs. It's it's really, really challenging. People are stretched financially. Now, if you don't have a binding agreement, at what point, you know, is this enough for people to want to revisit the conversation? You know, the economy is out of control. The cost of living is really challenging. Could we please have a discussion about, you know, different kind of support for the children? Mm. Or what would be your suggestions around that? What what? It might be. And, and yeah, that's right. And again, depending on your circumstances and how amicable you are with your, your ex-partner about having those discussions. Um, and it is really good when, when we do come across families who are open to having those discussions, because uh, most people are of understanding of what the current climate is and it is difficult for a lot of people out there um, if you're not able to have those discussions directly with the other party then you can speak directly to services australia and let them know about your circumstances has your income changed you can update things with them is there a reason that you may um, seek to have a change to your assessment is there special circumstances that exist for you at the moment um, you know that should be considered in your assessment so there are options to speak to people if you can't speak directly with the other party i mean that's what obviously what we're here for we, we, we deal with a lot of this um and we will provide that guidance to you about what the best pathway is for your specific circumstance um but ultimately there are a lot of options within services australia that you can utilize without needing to access lawyers or go through court procedures and a lot of people i'm finding um are going to um the courts as a first step when that right. shouldn't be it you know and you really should be looking at other options first um just from a financial perspective as well it's, it's just a lot more costly well, I also just yeah I don't think you ever want a judge making decisions about your family no. ideally like goal case best case scenario is that you're in an you've, you've worked things out well enough to have an amicable conversation that yes. you have spent enough time managing triggers and mm -hmm. managing your own uh you know emotional challenges of the divorce to be able to have a you know a sit down conversation and then the next step from that is to engage services that can help to avoid going to court I just think like you say financially but also the amount of time that it takes the drain on the system that can be you know prioritized elsewhere as well we, we want to get you some answers more quickly than that the toll on your mental health as well, it's a big issue. It's, it's because they're, they're such long, exhausting processes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it, it does take its toll on a lot of people. Keep people mm -hmm. out of the courts where we can. Yeah. Yeah. You can engage with lawyers and not end up in the courts. You can get the, the support that yes. you need and not end up in the courts. Absolutely. Um, so is there anything I'd love to know a little bit more about the services that you provide and how people can reach out to you? And then is there anything that we haven't covered that you think the listeners of Do Divorce Right? So these are women mostly across the world who are trying to 
manage their divorce as best as possible to be able to move on and have a beautiful post-divorce life. Yes. Yeah. And it's possible. It is possible. It It is. Um, I would suggest, you know, getting the to make to be able to make informed decisions, you need to have the information. So I would say, you know, get in early. Yeah. where possible so if you're listening to yeah, people like yourself um, who provide that information and you know it's really important I think to be able to have that be empowered to make your own decisions own informed decisions in a way that best to move forward best for you and best and what's best for your kids as well mm-hmm. um, and with um, oh, well, our services okay sorry back to that question so our services we provide uh, anything to do with child support if you have questions about child support um, that's what we're here for so people utilize our services for a range of different reasons so a lot of them uh, have been in the system for quite some time and they're having all sorts of issues and they're not getting the answers and they're confused and frustrated um, and we can help unravel that for them we can review their assessments to see if they are correct are there any inconsistencies are there inaccuracies is there other, other options for you to consider exploring through child support um, you know those sorts of cases and then there's people who straight up just cannot deal with child support. So we offer representation for them because either they find child support or communicating with government departments in general um, triggering, um, frustrating and um, just overwhelming, um, then we can do that on your behalf. So we can be your authorised representative to have those conversations. Yeah, and liaise on your behalf. Um, But then there's other people who just, um, they use us as a support, I suppose. A lot of my my clients, particularly women, I find um, really just appreciate having that person by their side um, through going through the process with them. So they can, they've got someone by their side not we're not holding your hand you don't know but who's an who's an expert in the space who can yeah that's right it's about having having a friend that actually is an expert in that field as well um and it provides a certain level of comfort i think um and confidence in them um to be able to go through those options um first and that you might find you only need us for a little while to do that and then you've you've got the information and the confidence you need to take that moving forward yourself so your people utilize our service in in many different ways it might just be an inquiry you might just booking for a um a zoom consultation where you might have a few questions that you want clarification on in relation to your assessment or maybe you're starting out in your journey and you're not sure which pathway to take um, when it comes to child support or child support agreement questions those sorts of things yeah perfect and people can find you by going to childsupportconsultants.com.au right right. and on instagram child support consultant Yes. yes beautiful thank you so much crystal um is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up No, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.